Even if our circumstance isn't quite what we want it to be, we can live with joy and peace and hope. And even when I was super sick and even on the lowest of days where there, you know, it did feel hopeless. I can remember just being so thankful that I knew God would never leave or forsake me. And I had his hope and I had his joy no matter what. So I would just encourage people to really cling to him during this time, especially if they're going through it. You're going to get through it. So don't give up. I'm happy to welcome Jamie Jamgoshen to the podcast today. Jamie is a worship leader currently living in the Nashville area, and she's just released a brand new album called All Things, and I'm really excited to dig into some of the stories behind this new record. So welcome with me to the podcast, Jamie Jamgoshen. Hello. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Well, uh, as I was doing a little bit of digging, the first thing that stood out on, out to me on your uh, bio is that you're a Berkeley School of Music graduate. Yes, I am. That means you have some mad music skills. I hope so. It was my dream college, the only one I applied for, the only one I wanted to go to. And I remember finding out my senior year of high school, I checked the mail Christmas morning, so clearly I didn't check it the day before, right? <laughs> right. And there was, my, there was my acceptance letter to Berkeley, and it was just the sweetest little gift from God. And it was a real influential um, place for me to be because it's actually where I came to faith. Um, but yeah, I studied jazz piano. I studied voice a little bit, um, songwriting, professional music degree, so... I loved it. So what were you hoping to do at that point? I know you accepted the Lord in college, but what were you hoping to do with your music degree? Uh, were you going to, was the plan always to be a performer? Yeah, I love jazz music and I would play in the bars and the cruise lines, you know, my funny Valentine, yep. we got my Valentine, um, and all of that. And I just thought I'd be a professional musician. I had taught piano. I had done session work, you know, a vocalist for sessions, um, had been in some ensembles that traveled a bit, got to sing background for some pretty cool artists at Berkeley that would come through. Um, so yeah, be a songwriter. That was always kind of what I felt called to and what brought me life and purpose. But it, it definitely had a greater meaning and a greater purpose when I came to know the Lord right. and then wanted to not only just sing and write music, but really spread his hope and love through, through song. So talk a little bit about how you became a Christian. I mean, it, it was from uh, somebody who shared with you, correct? Yeah. So I grew up, um, I want to make sure I get this right. I, I grew up in a family that believed in God. We weren't, we weren't agnostic or um, I can remember I would even pray as a little girl. And I, I really believe I was drawn to things of the spirit at a very young age. I I would play the piano and just sense God's presence and his peace and love and joy. And um, kind of we were taught to be good people, make good decisions, be loving and kind and morally, you know, correct. And, you know, this kind of good works-based mm -hmm. faith, which is really exhausting. I don't know how people do that. I'm, I'm <laughs> right. so glad Jesus came to set us free from the law. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was my senior year of college and you know just living the college girl life and i think 
for me, it was my first time I had, you know, moved out of the home and was on my last year of school. And you really start asking what you believe and why you believe it. And there are a lot of different religions at Berkeley. And Mm -hmm. um, I was introduced to a lot of them through different classmates. And um, I can remember I I just was going through kind of a hard time. It was probably a breakup or something silly. (laughs) Now that I look back, I'm like, oh, that was nothing compared to real life girl. Yeah. Say, it was right? a 21-year-old problem, whatever that looked like. Yeah. And um, I can remember I was searching and I was asking questions like, God, if you're real, I, I want to I wanna know you. And I, you know, had met people that were in this um, gospel choir at our school. And there was a Christian fellowship group that my ex-boyfriend would always take me to. And I was so drawn to the music. I think he knew that. I loved the gospel music. And I just had kind of hit rock bottom in some ways. And um, I went to a class and in the songwriting class, you get to, you know, try out your songs on your classmates and the professor kind of grades them and, you know, critiques you and whatnot. And for whatever reason that week I was really searching and I had written a song and the bridge said, um, God has given us the strength to be who we are. So don't give up. Don't ever give up. And I remember it like yesterday because yeah. I remember just thinking like, God, I don't want to just live for the American dream of like success, money, a nice house with a white picket fence, a dog and two kids and an awesome husband. Like I, <laughs> I knew there was more in my heart, you know, and I think, you know, you hear that phrase a lot as, as cheesy and Christian ease as it sounds, but like there really is a void, like a God given void, right. Yeah. In our heart until we until we know the author and creator of life and the one that made us and fashioned and formed us. And I was searching and this beautiful classmate, she's one of my best friends now, she came over. She was super Southern from Florida, like deep Florida. Okay. And I uh, did not fit into the typical like Berkeley looking crowd. <laughs> and I mean, I was not a Christian, like I was not redeemed in any of the sense. I had a potty mouth. I was doing all the things, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember she came over and was just like, do you know Jesus? Like that song was so beautiful. And do you know how much he loves you? And have you been born again? And I'm like, what in the world? Are you part of one of those cults? Like I was so afraid. <laughs> I thought she was in like a cult or something. Yeah. And But I'll tell you, she had more joy and peace and love than anyone I've ever met. And she just so beautifully shared the gospel with me, who Jesus is. Um, she gave me my first Bible, and I was like, what do I do with it? Put it under my bed at night to sleep better? <laughs> I mean, I had no clue. She's like, well, yeah. you like start with the gospel of John and just ask before you read it. Just be like, Jesus, show me who you are. You know, she was just so real. And that's what I love about Christianity, you know. And I think some people complicate it and make it something that it was never meant to be. And so I did that and she was the one that I can remember calling her up and being like, I, I think I want to know Jesus. And, you know, I wouldn't have known to pray a prayer to invite him in my heart or anything like that, a salvation prayer. But she led me through that and it was just a quick change. I remember just the things that I once desired, like God changing my heart for his ways and his purposes. And so, yeah, so then I wanted to sing about him. So I yeah. started writing my little Christian songs that were probably so bad back in the day (laughs) 
And I knew like one Bible scripture and here I am like, okay, I'm going to be a Christian artist. And God's like, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So he led me from Boston to Seattle where I interned at an awesome church, kind of did like a two-year Bible college after I had graduated um, at the City Church in Kirkland, Washington. It was the best experience ever. And I uh, just really grew in my faith there and in leadership and my purpose and my calling. And then I got a record deal and moved to Nashville. So it's been such a cool, a really beautiful just picture of how God can, God can take anyone. Like our past yeah. does not determine our future and at any time change us and make us who he wants us to be. And this life with Jesus is for sure the most fulfilling I've ever known. Yeah. So that's in my testimony and the coolest part is my mom and my dad came to know the lord after i did they were in like their mid-50s and they are like on fire for god right now they inspire me like god is using them so much in my life now um so it's just a neat testimony of of how god can get a hold of your heart so i'm just kind of curious going back to your friend had nobody come to you previously to share the gospel or had you was it just that something that she said or the way she said it made it appealing and attractive to you? I mean, I was in Sunday school every Sunday at a congregational church. Very, I mean, I never heard the gospel there. And I would go to mass sometimes with my dad. I just had never heard the, the simplicity of the gospel preached that Jesus died for you. He loves you. He's taken all of your past, present, future sins upon the cross. If you accept him into your heart, you know, ask for forgiveness, turn towards him, follow him. Like, I know I had never heard that until I was 21. I mean, I don't want to get too much into it. My ex had shared a little bit here and there, but that was not a God-glorifying relationship in any way. And so I was kind of drawn to things of the Lord, and I think he could tell that. I just, I think God knew like there was always this pull towards, towards the things of the spirit. And, um, yeah, I'm just so grateful for that classmate and her boldness. I feel like Christians aren't as bold these days. I don't know. And I'm just so grateful that she was just so in love with her savior that she was like, Jesus loves you. Like she, she knew what was going on in my life. She was just, God has a better way. And like, he's not mad at you. And you can be forgiven right now. And, you know, it was yeah. just so real and relatable. And she's like, we're just, we're similar. We're both fun and funny. And sure, we follow the ways of God, but we're not too serious. And, you know, it just, it was the perfect person at yeah. the perfect time. Yeah. Well, I think, I think the reason of my asking that is, is, and you kind of touched on it, is the fact that it may not be some serious evangelist or something like that that's going to help reach people around us. Uh, it, the the importance to be bold in our faith, even now, of just saying something simple. Hey, do you know Jesus? And yeah. that can be the key to open a door to somebody who may be searching, may not even know they're searching, but it's just that nudge that they needed to to get over the edge. Absolutely. And I think about that all the time because, I, I mean, I have friends from all different walks of life. And sometimes, sometimes I'm even like, I need to be more bold and just kind of share things when they say something that I totally don't agree with, or I'm like, Oh, I just wish I could, I wish they understood. And and part of me is like, maybe nobody's really shared with them the way my friend did in college, you know? And so they're just looking at this life of faith and Christianity from, from one view mm-hmm. point, but don't really know the, the full gospel. And 
I don't know. Sometimes I get a little grieved at how I love local church. Oh my gosh, thank God for the local church. It's yeah. how I make my living, you know, singing <laughs> right. in different churches. But sometimes I think people confuse church with Jesus. Mm. And the biggest thing, and yes, it's awesome to be plugged into a local church. We need that. But the biggest thing is knowing him and his heart and who he says you are and what his word says, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't expect us going here on this on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the thing that, that that's really impressing me these days is the fact that the the Bible doesn't talk about the church as four walls. The right. Bible talks about church as people and relationship with people, being in community with people. That's what the gospel's about, mm, and spreading absolutely. that gospel is being in circles with people who may not believe Jesus. And so how do we rub shoulders with those people? We have to get outside of the four walls. Mm, so true. And, and like, even with COVID, like, I think this is the greatest time for the church to be the church. Like if your church isn't open, it's okay. Go hang out at somebody's home and make dinner and talk about what God's teaching you or have a little worship time together or just yep. hang out and like this is the time for us to truly be the church as individuals who love God, yeah. no matter what, no matter what's taken away from us. Um, I got to do Sean Foot's uh, Hold the Line, Let Us Worship mm. event here in Nashville. Mm -hmm. And it was phenomenal to see thousands. I mean, I think they said there are about 10,000 people that were just so ready to come together that, you know, a lot of their churches had been closed for the last six months. Yeah. and were just so ready to come together to stand as one and worship God. And you could just feel like it was family. It was unity. It was family coming together saying, no matter what, you know what, no matter what the government does, no matter what might happen in our world, you can't take away somebody's belief and right. faith and love right. for Jesus and worship. Um, and it, it just, it really spurred something on in me to, to not worry about what things are going to look like in the coming days, but just mm -hmm. to stay true to who God's called you to be. Yeah, that's rich. That's beautiful. Well, and I think that community, and I'm, I'm hoping that this is part of your story, and we'll find out here in a minute, but I'm, I think that community is something that we've got to invest in now because there will come times in people's life in that community or in our own lives where we need to pour into or be poured into by our community. Oh, absolutely. I don't know where I would be today had I not had good community mm. in my life in this last season. Well, let's talk about that last season because that, I think, kind of shaped this new album that's come out, right? Yeah, it really, really did. Mm -hmm. So back in 2018, you had a fairly significant event that kind of put the brakes on your career, so to speak. Yeah. So I had navigated something called Lyme disease for a good bit and I had gone to some doctors and I thought I had it under control with like holistic treatments. And, um, unfortunately most of the doctors I saw were all like doom and gloom. Like once you have this, you'll always have this. It was just not very hopeful And I can remember reading scriptures where I'm like, but Jesus heals. And mm -hmm. I'm like, if Jesus could heal the people in the Bible, Jesus can heal me. Like that's just yeah. where my faith is. Right. I rather die believing for something and hope than like get bitter and think it's not going to happen. Like I'm going to go to my grave believing no yeah. matter what, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, but in 2018, I was, I helped, um, a beautiful new church plant in Nashville, pastors, Alex and 
Henry Seeley, the Belonging Co. is part of their, just the team that, you know, some of the first that gathered with them before the church was even the church that it is now. And so I had uh, eventually gone on staff there and, and really loved that, was working as a pastor there and still traveling, doing some women's events, singing, still writing, um, had kind of given up on some dreams with music. I had bought into some lies that I was too old or my voice was dated or blah, blah, blah. They don't need another worship leader, blah, blah, blah. Lies from the pit of hell. <laughs> but um, when I think, and I also think like if we don't take care of our soul and some emotions that I was probably stuffing down with some just desires of the heart that hadn't been met yet or fulfilled and prayers that hadn't been answered. I, I think I had a too much of like, a, oh, I'll just push it aside. I'll be fine. It'll happen when it happens instead of like dealing with my heart in those areas. So I think it was a whole bunch of things. Mm. But my body finally just had had enough of navigating that Lyme disease. And what happened, if I understand it correctly from the clinic I went to that I then found my healing at, um, is it became neurological, like a neurological Lyme disease infection. Mm. And that's when like my nervous system shut down, headaches like you cannot even imagine, like fatigue, couldn't function. I had to leave my beautiful life and condo in Nashville and move home to be with my parents in Boston at my age. Talk mm. about a hard, humbling season. Yeah. And I love them. Um, it just wasn't part of the plan. You know, I right. was like, Go, 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 girl, on the road, friends, traveling, loving my life, you know, <laughs> yeah, sure. blah, 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 um, And that began one of the lowest seasons of my life of trying to navigate how to get healed. Um, it just brought me to some dark, dark places. But thank God for friends and community that would text and call and pray and check in. And thank God for finding a clinic that knew how to properly treat it. And um yeah, here we are a year and a half later. And I never thought I would have released an album. But during that time, I kept hearing the Lord say, you're not finished yet. You're not finished yet. And um, so I knew when I was on the other side of this, I needed to release a new album, which is why we called it All Things based off of God will work all things for our good. So what did, because you moved from Nashville, where your where your physical community was back home to where you had some familial support. What did that community look like? You said texting and so forth, but did did that community follow you or did you have to find new community? I really didn't. I was very sick. I was not leaving the house. Um, it was a really low point. Thank God for my mom and dad, my sister. Um, yeah, it was just all through phone um, calls and stuff like that. I would watch church services online. Our church already was doing online streaming before COVID. They always do that. And so um, they were already doing that. And um, so, yeah, I, I mean, it, it probably was the most isolated I had been in a long time. And that was hard. And I think the enemy played off of that as well. Um, but I do think community is so important. And so did the, the, you had these friends from Nashville and maybe even still from Seattle that were calling and encouraging and supporting and praying even though they weren't able to be physically present. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I found that's very true in my life is that I, it's easy when I get into uh, problems, it could even be things that I, you know, I'm not physical necessarily, but emotional or stresses or financial that I tend to withdraw into myself. And those are the times that I need to be even more 
faithful about maintaining my community. And sometimes that is just a phone call, a text, an email, or something that just says, hey, I'm alive, I'm here, and I, and I rely on you. Yeah, I, I love that. And I mean, sometimes we have to reach out. They're not always going to reach out to us, right? Exactly. Um, I think that it's, it shows great character and a humble heart when you can reach out to a trusted friend and just say, I'm not in a good place. You know, can we talk? Can we pray? Will you laugh with me? Will you cry with me? Yeah. Um, that's humbling sometimes, especially if you are more of a leader type personality. Or for me, I was a pastor at a big church. I had a platform. Like this was the first time I was really needing people in a deep, deep way. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, like I don't ever want to go back to thinking I can do everything on my own because that's that's not a full life either. <laughs> what you're saying kind of makes me think of, you know, before your disease, before this crisis, you were work, being in, active, involved in sharing your life with people and that pouring into people. And you still need to do that after uh, when you're in the midst of this stuff. It's still all about being intentional about being with people. Yeah, totally. And I mean, even now I've been traveling so much, which is weird because like the world is shut down, but I was in Boston for the summer, then I was in Seattle, then I'm back to Nashville, then I have some travel dates that have picked up. Like I'm not able to be at church every week right now. And I'm not able to see people all the time. And work is just, you know, music stuff's been pretty full on, which is awesome. I'm yeah. so thankful. But making sure like, you know, I know on Monday night I'm getting with Two of my closest girls were having a, you know, a night out, girls' night out, or making sure I'm doing things to stay connected on purpose. Um, that has been really crucial in this season, for sure. Well, let's talk a little bit about the album. We we know that yeah. all things work together for good. That hence the title, all things. I think beautiful story, isn't that the current signal? Yeah, that's the current radio single. So, talk a little bit about kind of what that impetus behind that song is. So honestly, I I feel like God is always writing the best story over our life. But sometimes there's trials and suffering and hard chapters, right? That right. we're all going to navigate. This life of faith does not promise that everything is like peaches and cream and an apple pie with ice cream on top. Although that sounds <laughs> so good right now. <laughs> so I think it was just navigating that season and... And I wanted to declare his truth that he writes a beautiful story from glory to glory, um, even the in-between uh, seasons of life. And the bridge says, all the while you keep saying trust mm -hmm. that I'm custom making everything for good. And I just believed even when I was as sick as sick and in that dark, low place, I kept sensing that the Lord was like custom making my story. And even the pieces that haven't quite made sense in the natural or things that I'm like, huh, thought you would have done it that way. Mm. Or I thought things would have looked different by now, Lord. I just have this deep sense that it's going to be so beautiful and it's, it's going to be custom made and not everything just worked out the way I wanted to. Sure. It would have been probably awesome. And, but I feel like it's going to hold so much more depth and value and even be so much more special because it's something I've had to fight for in the spirit and wait on. And, and that wasn't just my healing. That's other areas of life as well. But so that song really is an anthem of God writing his best story. I always say, if it's not good yet, 
he's not done yet because God makes all things good. <laughs> so like hold that. on, don't give up. <laughs> I like that. If it's not good yet, he's not done yet. Yeah. That's, that's powerful. <laughs> yeah. Well, another song that kind of strikes with me is the title cut. I would say it's all things for my good. Cause that's just another reminder of, you know, the stuff that I'm going through is meant to shape me and mold me and not just it's the end of the world. Right. Absolutely. And the stuff that that's the thing, like even now and the days we're living in, this is the best opportunity for us to really live what we believe, you know, and during that hard season, it was the best opportunity for me to see God truly work all things for good. I mean, there were days I couldn't even like the goal was to get out of bed, wash my face, maybe make a turkey sandwich. You know uh -huh. what I mean? Like yeah. it got really low. And um, I can now see how the Lord not only healed me physically, but got me back to my true love of ministering in music and worship and making albums and women's events. And even though everything is shut down right now, sure. because of COVID. but it, I can see how he didn't just heal, but he worked it for good and bringing back some things that I thought were gone. Yeah. When I was, I went through a real tough time in my life earlier on and I was going with a counselor who was a, a actually a, a world-class weightlifter. He's an, oh, eight, wow. he holds the record for the, the bench press in the 80 year old or level. But anyway, he was saying that in the weightlifting world, if you're not hurting, you're not building new muscle. Oh, and he equated that to our our spiritual life and our and our emotional life that a lot of that new muscle comes from the pain or the mm. difficulty of dealing with stuff. And so it, while it's not fun to go through, it's good to go through. Yeah, that's so good. I, I couldn't agree anymore. Yep. So we've got COVID in the way, but what is, what is the future hold for Jamie and kind of, do you see, uh, where's God leading for the next chapter of your life? Well, hopefully I'll get better with the Spotify and YouTube and Amazon music. Cause this is a whole new world for me. When I put out CDs, people like loved getting a CD. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the yeah. album. So I'm learning, uh, this new landscape of music, which has been so interesting. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the album's just about a month out. So still, you know, doing stuff to support that. Mm -hmm. And then all the Aspire dates, I'm on a women's tour called Aspire Women's Event. All those dates got canceled in 2020. So hopefully in 2021 now, I got bad news yesterday that my very first one in February in Washington has already canceled because uh. the governor has put them back into a a mandatory lockdown with not, no gatherings in the church over X amount of people. Yep. So I am just praying. I'm like, God, I cannot have a repeat of, of 2020 and 2021. <laughs> I'm going to need a new job. I'm like, Lord, what do I do? All I've ever done is music and ministry. So that's going to be interesting. Unless I'm a rich husband and then I can just cook for him every night and be happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then for you, because you went through a lockdown of sorts in 18 because you were trying yeah. to recover and then you're going through another one in 20. It's like, I've got enough of these lockdowns already, Lord. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so um, hopefully be touring again. I'm writing my first book. So oh. I don't know. I don't think that will come out until gosh, at this point, maybe 2022. But um, that's been fun. I have a, another album idea already in my heart that I'm hoping to pursue a little bit. 
And um, yeah, so I'm I'm just really prayerful that the world opens up and we can start having concerts and events and live music again. <laughs> well, you just said something that made me, and this is kind of a step back into more kind of the creativity side of things, but like the, like you said, this album, All Things, was born out of a period of your life. What is it like, and I've never asked an artist this before, what, what is it like to try to be supporting this stuff that's from your history while you're still trying to look towards the future and do the next thing? Oh, it's been awesome because I think this album to me is such, it just, it's so, it shows so much healing for me and like that God did what he said he would do. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's really sweet to, to, you know, be launching this and yeah. And, and, and I think dreaming into the future is still so important. And even though it might not look like what we all want, like we can't stop dreaming about things and, a girlfriend and I were joking the other day about like how hard dating was pre-COVID. And now it's like, okay, this is a whole new challenge, but I, I'm here for it, Lord. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, I, I don't know. I have one of those kind of fighter spirits that I'm like, okay, if this is what it's going to look like now, let's find the new way to do things then. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for spending time. Is there anything, last thoughts or anything that you want to share with us? I think just if anyone is in a dark valley like I walked through, whether it be physical illness or something else, emotional or financial or what's going on right now in our world, the political climate, I think just not to lose hope. I, I know the enemy would love to come in and whisper, see, you know, God's not good or see the world's falling apart, but really to ask God for his heavenly perspective, because when we can get that perspective, um, even if our circumstance isn't quite what we want it to be. Um, we can live with joy and peace and hope. And even when I was super sick and even on the lowest of days where there, you know, it did feel hopeless. I can remember just being so thankful that I knew God would never leave or forsake me. And I had his hope and I had his Amen. joy no matter what. So I would just encourage people to really cling to him um, during this time, especially if they're going through it. You're going to get through it. So don't give up. One of the things that we do every Saturday, we send out a newsletter asking our, our fans and friends to be praying for artists that week. What are some specific things that we can be praying for you in the next weeks and months ahead? Oh, thank you. I think just for continued healing and health and that I continue to um, stay strong and healthy. I've been you know, ministering again at events and around a lot of people. So just asking the Lord to keep my immune system really strong. Um, and just that things would open up touring wise. And if not, God would show me plan B because I really don't know what that is at this point. <laughs> that would be awesome. Thanks for asking. I'd like to thank Jamie for spending time with us this week. There are a couple of great takeaways from our conversation. One is to be bold in sharing our belief in Jesus with those that are around us. Who knows what would have happened had Jamie's friend not asked her if she loved Jesus. You know, you never really know what kind of an impact will be made for eternity because you shared about your faith. And the second thought that stands out to me is to never give up hope. God is always working. And as it says in the Bible in Romans 8.28, God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And I like the way that Jamie said it. She said, if it's not good yet, then God's not done yet. What a great reminder. 
Well, as the first episode of 2021, I'd like to thank you for joining me again this week. And I really want this podcast to be our podcast. So if you have suggestions of people I should interview or topics that maybe we should cover, I'd love to hear you. Please send your suggestions via direct message on any of the social media sites. Just look for at CCM Exchange on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Patreon. Or you can drop me an email directly through my website, christianmusicarchive.com. Your suggestions and input help strengthen this community. So thanks in advance, and I look forward to hearing from you. And until next week, remember this, God loves you. In fact, he's crazy about you. <laughs>